What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Injured Reserve Podcast with your host, myself, Mitchell Anderson. So, uh, Lord knows, forgive me, I've been busy like crazy with school and work for the past five, six weeks, hence why I haven't had an episode recently, and it's just, it's been crazy lately, and I know <laughs> a lot has happened when it came, when it's come to sports and whatnot, but trust me, we have a lot to cover in, you know, recap on what's happened with the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. So let's just jump right into it. So the underdogs of the year, the Philadelphia Eagles, have overcome such odds of beating the New England Patriots. Man, what a game that was. 41-33, beating the all-time great, arguably the GOAT. My perception of him, of Tom Brady, I think he is the GOAT. But a lot of people want to reiterate that since he lost this year whatnot but man you, <laughs> you can't doubt you can't doubt the accomplishments that Tom Brady has achieved throughout all the years yeah I mean five I mean five and three in the Super Bowl I mean say what you want yeah about those three losses but man I mean to get there eight times in the NFL arguably the hardest sport and my in you know in my my personal notion the hardest position out of any of the sports ever to be quarterback to to be you know the director for the offense to be the commander-in-chief the man you know the guy that everyone looks upon you know win lose or draw he always has to answer the questions right next to the coach of course but man it's just both you know but I can't can't doubt the fact for Nick Foles either I mean that but the play calling by Doug Peterson, of course. Honestly, a lot of people have a lot of their own personal notion when it comes to Bill Belichick benching uh, Malcolm Butler. But honestly, I'm not. I don't think it would have had that much of an effect. That's just my opinion. But Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl MVP, rightfully so, putting on a hell of a show, especially for a backup quarterback. And once Carson Wentz went down with that torn ACL, everyone thought, well, there goes Philly season maybe next year. Nick Foles comes in there and a little iffy, shows some spark for a few games and whatnot. But then, you know, eventually start, you know, picking up the pace, start looking good and we come for that NFC Championship game when they just blew out Minnesota out of the water. Nick Foles, he just looked at his stats, he looked at him and it's like this, this young man is ready. And just to think, a few years back, he was thinking like, eh, you know what, I think we'll call it quits, going, uh, go and be a preacher. But, hey, from what I read, he's still thinking of doing that. So, hey, whatever suits him, whatever makes him happy, I'm happy for him. You know, that's why I love the NFL compared, you know, when it comes to comparison to the NBA. NBA, for the last, what, three seasons, we know who's going to be in it. Golden State and Cleveland, the teams are just stacked like crazy with talent. Uh, Besides this season, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, you know who's gonna be in it. It's gonna be Golden State and then someone else, and it just gets old after a while. That's just, you know, that's just how I feel about it. But the NFL, no one expected Philly to do that, and especially when it comes to the uh, that division. Everyone, it's always Dallas or whoever or whatever. Everyone thought it was gonna be Dallas again this year with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, with Zeke getting that five-game suspension or six-game. That was crucial to them. That was very pivotal. At the end of the day, it killed me in fantasy. That's for dang sure. But 
hey, I, that's why I love the NFL. I'm going to miss it. Same thing with college football. Uh, we got to get into that a little bit later. But hey, this is Injured Reserve Podcast, and stay tuned for more. Welcome back, and this is Injured Reserve Podcast, and I'm your host, Mitchell. And man, like I said, uh, national championship game, college ball, Bama and Georgia. Man, I, my predictions were somewhat right. I had Georgia, you know, winning it all, except I had them facing Clemson. Uh, but Bama, man, they... <laughs> Bama being Bama, what can I say, man? They're a powerhouse. Their defense is nuts, you know, and I can't even knock on their offense anymore. Uh, they did the unthinkable. Uh, man, they put in that freshman quarterback. Things weren't looking so, you know, right in the first half uh, as Georgia was leading 13 nothing. They are hanging in there. But, I th- you know, at the end of the day, you know, they were playing not to lose instead of, you know, playing to win. And I think that's why it came right down to it. Uh, Georgia, or excuse me, Alabama, you know, winning 26-23 in overtime, that field goal. And uh, mad props to the, uh, the freshman quarterback for Alabama. Uh, I'm not sure if I can get his name right, but Tua, Tua Tagovoya. Oh, God. I'm not going to try saying his last name. But, man, that freshman quarterback going 14-24, 166 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception just man they you know good old Saint Nick Nick Saban pulling always got something up his sleeve I swear say what you want about the man arguably the greatest coach of all time for college football if not overall can't can't knock his resume or his accomplishments (laughs) well for now anyhow but who knows you know Lord knows we're in the day and age where college coaches you know the resumes somewhere down the line the resume gets knocked down like Joe Paterno and who knows, maybe Mark D'Antoni and Tom Izzo when it comes to all these allegations of sexual assault and, uh, you know, child molestation like it happened at Penn State, Joe Paterno. But not to get too off topic, for right now, Alabama, man, again, your national championship winners of college football, as much as I hate them, <laughs> yeah, I'm a hater for all the roll tide and all, that whole thing. I know a couple of Alabama fans that are nuts about them, but... Uh, it is what it is. Georgia played a hell of a game, too. You can't can't knock them. I was really, you know, I was hoping for them. Their quarterback situation was a little iffy. You know, Jake Fromm, 16-32, 232 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Not exactly your ideal candidate for when you want someone to, you know, lead your team on that final drive to get that W. Man, maybe in there, still trying to figure out that quarterback situation. Of course, Georgia always has a, you know, they always have a great run game. You know, Sonny Michael, 14 carries, 98 yards, averaging 7 yards a carry, along with Nick Chubb. But Nick Chubb, you know, just, he wasn't, he was struggling, though. 18 carries, 25 yards, you know, not exactly getting the job done eh, compared to his regular season. But regardless, that was a great game. I can't, can't uh, knock that for it. But, uh, yeah, Alabama, once again, coming out on top. Just, it's crazy. But, uh, of course, sure enough, whenever Alabama wins a national title, someone else also wins a championship. And I'm not talking the NFL, but the NBA. NBA. Stay tuned for more. And welcome back to Engine Reserve. So, remember how I just said that... uh, Every year when Alabama wins a championship, 
someone else wins a championship as well when it comes to the NBA? Well, surely enough, when Alabama wins it all, LeBron James wins it all. It, it's been it's been iffy. I can't exactly tell you which years, but every year they they both seem to be in sync, and it's so odd because every year Alabama loses, LeBron James loses in the finals. So let's get right let's let's uh, let's get into it. So the Eastern Conference stands right now. Toronto's forty-one and sixteen. Boston they're forty and nineteen. But lastly, the last uh, ten games they've been five and five. They've been a little iffy. You know, they weren't that one team that started out strong. I can't remember exactly. It was like 22-5 and five or something. They started out hot. Now they've been kind of iffy. Now Cleveland, the last two games, has been strong ever since that trade went down. Got younger talent from L.A. and moving around, uh, sending Dwayne Wade back to Miami. Derrick Rose, he went to Washington. They released him, so he's back on the market. Uh, but yeah, they've been. They look like they're rejuvenated. Uh, they're definitely the the Cleveland that we know them for. And then Washington, you know, 33 and 24, along with Milwaukee. Then follows the Pacers, then the 76ers, then the Miami Heat at 30 and 28. And then you know the nine and ten seeds, Detroit Pistons, along with the Charlotte Hornets. So, how can I say this? <sighs> Originally, my, my, my original pick for the NBA Finals was Boston versus Golden State. But ever since Gordon Hayward went down, I'm like, well, you know, it's probably going to be Cleveland again. But then once I saw Cleveland start to struggle before the trade, pre-trade, I was thinking, you know what? Maybe it's Toronto. But the thing is, and the best analogy I heard all day was Toronto they look good and they look great when it's in the gym let's say someone that it's like a boxer's analogy they look good they they look great when it comes to training in the gym but when it comes to the real fight they just you know they crash and burn and that's kind of the epitome of Toronto right now I'm not taking anything away from them I'm not saying they're not a great team but every time you know for the past, what, two, three years, every time they come to the playoffs, you know, they're just everyone just kind of shrugs them off. They don't take them that serious. So I'm, I'm hoping it is their year. It'd be great to see someone different. But I really don't want to see a Cleveland-Golden State. Ugh, God, it just, I don't see anyone challenging Golden State in the West. Uh, as I look on to the Western Conference, I mean... Houston Rockets do look great. They do. I mean, 44 and 13. They've won 10 straight. Uh, they're lethal at home, just as they are at uh, away games. Then Gold, you know, Golden State at two, and along follows in sync is you know, San Antonio Spurs, the Timberwolves, Thunder, Trailblazers, Denver Nuggets, and uh, the Pelicans. And then you know, uh, the nine and ten seeds, the Clippers and Jazz. As far as I see it right now, I mean, Houston, they are looking hot. If James Harden, you know, James Harden, Chris Ball, that whole thing is working for them. The Spurs, I don't know. I don't see them going too far. I don't know the whole gist of uh, the whole Kawhi Leonard situation. I'm hearing he wants to play somewhere else. Don't know how it's going to work out, but I can't doubt, you know, the IQ of Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich. He's the man. T-Wolves, of course. 
but I don't think they'll be too lethal this year. They'll be more dangerous next year with that chemistry. Uh, Thunder, I'm rooting for the Thunder, but I don't know how well that's going to go, especially rumors of Paul George. He might leave. He might stay after this season. Who knows what happens? But, man, uh, it's going to be iffy. But, you know, we're three-fourths of the way done with the NBA season already. Can't believe it. But, man, But, hey, stay tuned. This is Injured Reserve Podcast. And welcome back. This is Injured Reserve with your host, Mitchell. So, this is going to be just a short segment in the last segment of the day. I was talking to one of my buddies of mine, and I just want y'all's input on this. Is, (laughs) this guess stir up some controversy, is Star Wars like a culture? Like, is it like, you know, like when it comes to the film, is it like one of those, you know, cult classics, a culture? Like me, you know, when it comes to uh, the culture of films, when it comes to trilogies or even sequels, you know, for me, my personal favorite is the, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy. There isn't a bad one. Uh, Some say The Godfather. Some say uh, Part 3 is a little iffy. Uh, But you, you get the gist of it. Personally, for me, I never could get into Star Wars, and God, Lord knows I tried. I tried watching Star Wars; it just wasn't for me. I just like their, you know, their movies. They're okay. You know, I watch them, and they're just like, yeah, just isn't for me. I just personally, I think they're overrated. <laughs> I really do. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm just, uh, they just not for me, man. I just, sorry. I, <laughs> Just not digging the Star Wars at all. But for you know any of y'all listeners, if you want to put your, give me your personal uh, agenda on it. That'd be great. I just don't think Star Wars is all that great, to be honest with you. And I heard a lot of my, I know a lot of hardcore Star Wars fans, and the one that just came out with uh, the Last Jedi or whatever uh, that came out this past winter. I heard it wasn't all that. I heard a lot of people were disappointed in it. So it's just like, eh. Heard there was a lot of action, but they they didn't get a lot of screen time from Mark Hamill. You know, so. Uh, yeah, I just want y'all's input on that. Uh, uh, but yeah, it just, to me, Star Wars has never really appeased to me whatsoever. But hey, that's it for uh, this week's podcast at Angel Reserve. Again, Personally apologize uh, to all my listeners. I haven't been keeping up lately. Like I said, my schedule's been nuts. I've just been work, school, in the gym, just hardly any time. But hey, this is Injured Reserve with your host, Mitchell. And thank you all very much. Have a great day and God bless.